Thank you all for tuning in. The following is a presentation of Bald Spots Productions. Be sure to like, comment, and share. You know, subscribe, follow, whatever it is you've got to do to kick that algorithm into gear and help us reach more people. Yes, it is I, your humble host, Bill Hatch III, coming to you live from the Palatial Home Studios of Bald Spots Productions here in the beautiful city of Alden, Missouri. <laughs> Uh, joining me from more than acceptable safe social distances are my guests for today. Uh, first, we have Kaylee Boisver. How do you say it? It's Boisvert. Close. Boisvert. Nice. Oh, my. So very French. <laughs> okay. Bo wait a minute. Boisvert? Bo Boisvert. Yeah. Okay, Boisvert. <laughs> and also, uh, also we have uh, returning contestant, Doug Lawrence. How are you doing, Hello, Doug? Hello, everybody. Doing good. Doing good. Awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah, I was excited to see you were rejoining, uh, rejoining the cast of Thousands, and because uh, 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 you were a great guest before, so, uh, so hopefully you and Kaylee will have uh, a good time today. And uh, people will enjoy watching this. So, uh, first question uh, I always ask my guests are, what are you reading? So, uh, Kaylee, let's start with you. What are you reading? Oh, I just finished a book last night. It was called, I think it's called like Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow or something like that. Okay. It's fiction. It's so good. Um, it's about like... I don't know, relationships and stuff, whatnot, are like at the theme of it, but it's, it's like video games they make together. And so okay. I grew up playing video games like Mario <laughs> World and stuff. So if you were like, have any inclination towards liking video games, it's a great book, but it's sad. All, I feel like all good books are sad. That's what I'm learning lately. Okay. All good books are sad. All really good books, like <laughs> fiction, all really good fiction books are sad. Oh. Okay, good. Because I'm I'm working on writing a nonfiction book right now, and and I was trying to think of how to make it sad. Yeah, <laughs> nonfiction is good. It's usually uplifting. There's some sort of message to to share. But fiction, I feel like the the amazing books I've been reading lately. I'm like they're so amazing, but so emotional. Like I need time afterwards. Okay, okay, yeah. Sounds uh, sounds interesting. Um, I didn't read the book, but I did watch the movie for uh, uh, Ready Player One. And uh, and I found that really interesting. So I may uh, I may pick up the book uh, here when I'm not quite as busy. But uh, yes. um, you know, books about video games sound interesting. Um, I, I may just as a, a matter of uh, a matter of principle have to get a paper copy of uh, of the book because uh, I think there's an irony in there. Uh <laughs> yeah, I did digital, but I always read books on my um, phone because I have a little yeah. guy, and if I'm like holding a book, he's gonna rip it out of my hand for sure. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> How old is he? He's one and a half. One and a half. Ooh. Yeah. So okay. Cool. Okay. Well, Doug, you're up. How about uh, how about you? What are you reading? Well, if you'd asked that question a month ago, I would have probably had to say zero. But I had a friend of mine that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, suggested I read a book, and it's The Four Sacred Gifts by Dr. Uh, it's an in Indigenous Wisdom for Modern Times, written mm -hmm. by Dr. Anita Sanchez. And wow, I'm... I'm if I were to show you my graveyard of books and that's all the unread ones, mm -hmm. this one won't won't make it to the graveyard because I'll definitely uh, get through it. Wow. It's really, it's powerful. Very you know, cool. it, yeah, it's powerful and, and more so from the aspect of with everything that's going on in the world today, if we take it back to the indigenous times and the leadership that the elders and that provided, there are pathways through this that we can actually get through. So yeah, it's a good, good read. Yeah. Okay. No, that's uh, yeah. I found, uh, I found there's a lot of uh, wisdom in, uh, in we, what we might call native cultures that, uh, um, that we've either forgotten or forsworn and uh, for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the uncivilized nations of the world um, know things that the rest of us might not, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, 
and uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, just because uh, civilization is different doesn't mean uh, doesn't mean they're not smart. But uh, um, but yeah, uh, okay. So the four sacred gifts, and uh, um, yeah. by Doctor Sanchez. So cool. Correct. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I'll have to remember that one too. <laughs> not sad though. I, I I'm hope I'm guessing. <laughs> well, there there is some sadness because uh, the part I like about the book so far is that there's um, lived experience that they're okay. sharing. So they've gone through some some very difficult times uh, growing up, and mm. it's been it's been a challenge for them to do so. So it, it, there are periods of sadness as you go through there. Okay. Sadness, grief, the whole, yeah. that whole piece. So. Okay. okay I'm the guy cool. you invite to the party to bring bring it down, right? <laughs> what a bummer this guy is. You should talk about all the sad books. Oh, but there's always some sadness in it. But I think it's like there's something to be learned or to be said with that. Like, because it, it really sticks with us. So we, we pause, we think about it. Like, that's so powerful when yeah. a book can bring you to that emotion. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is true. I, I tease, but uh, uh, but yeah, there there needs to be some kind of emotion in a book to uh, to connect with it, um, and that's uh, that's a great thing when you uh, um, when you make that when you make that connection with. Uh, I, I know how it is to make a connection with a book um, as a reader, not uh, not yet as an author. I'm I'm still working on it. I, I think I've got like fifty pages done, uh, <laughs> and the more I write, the that's longer good. it becomes. So uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long one. I'm gonna have to I, I may have to turn it into two books. So, but because uh, uh, awesome. uh, every time everything I write, it's like oh, I need to put this in the book too, and so I'll add something in in one of the other sections, and like oh yeah, and I need to put this in too. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I've I've got uh, I've got a lot of work to do. Uh, <laughs> But uh, uh, which is great because I'm also going to school and uh, and and I have uh, I have a real job as opposed to this uh, this whole podcasting thing. Um, although I did I somebody uh, I got another uh, another uh, willing victim to uh, to go one to one with me on uh, on a podcast. So <laughs> so yeah, this guy. Uh, this nice. guy it's nice to have so. a few things on the go. Yeah, I was gonna say it's fun to have a few things on the go. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just I, me, yeah, there like cuz I find like the day-to-day -day job doesn't kind of satisfy all those maybe like creative and artistic needs. Mm -hmm. So podcasting, writing, it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I uh, would especially the podcasting. I'm going to here you go. I'm going to take you down that deep dark path again, but I find it to be therapeutic. Yeah. I I am a bit of a therapist, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But, Absolutely, uh, um, aren't we all? Yeah, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, and uh, we definitely need to. Oh, okay, um, sorry, just uh, everybody froze for a second. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, um, so uh, um, so let's see. So let's start out with uh, with what you all are doing. Uh, I did. Oh oh, there it goes. Okay, you're freezing Oof. up on us. Sorry about that. So Doug, what uh, what are you working on these days? Yeah, you're back. Uh, I actually had <laughs> this morning. I had a mentoring session, and so I made this list of what I was currently working on. So very timely that you should ask. But quite a bit of it's uh, centered around podcasts. So because I was on a podcast on Monday, I did a pre-podcast interview. I think it was Tuesday. Um, and then I'm doing some very interesting work with an organization in the province of Alberta, uh, Harmonize Health, where I'm mentoring one of the key people that's in, involved in that particular project. And then I've got some other mentoring related things that are coming down the pike or okay, pike, cool. sorry, um, here in the next couple weeks, couple months. Yeah. And then, of course, I, I probably should address <laughs> the fact 
do it now rather than later is that I'm still working. Yes, I am still working on my next okay. book. And okay, very cool. we are in um, the edit okay, of so you're the manuscript the version, version of your book. Okay. Okay, I wanted to wanted to make sure of that. So, uh, uh, so generally, how many uh, how many editing sessions do Correct. you do uh, with a with a given book with a given project? Well, with with this one, okay. um, it's <laughs> until the person uh, that I'm working with until they say we're done. So it's just keep making the and you know what's what's interesting for me is that it i as a result of some of the questions that he posed and stuff like that i i did some more research got some more content got some some uh content that is is uh how would i very emotional <laughs> emotionally laced <laughs> of course we all kind of figured that i was going to go down that rabbit hole but it it it, it was uh Long story short, it, it actually was at a time when uh, my wife, who was, uh, I had lost to cancer in 2021, and we were actually sitting in the hospital, and I could actually visualize that's, that taking place and what the doctor had said and how I'd copied it all down and sent it off to everybody. And and when I came across that, I, I found that I revisited uh, that whole scenario sure. all over again. Sure, I can. And uh, it, I can feel uh, that. Um, it yeah, was I lost some, my, was a uh, tough my read best friend to cancer in 2019, and uh, um, not quite the same. But uh, I can see. I can see where you are from here. Um, you know, yeah. so uh, um, definitely, uh, yeah, a tough, uh, a tough thing um, to do. But uh, um, okay. Um, no, that's great. Um, you know, uh, yeah, being able to use that uh, um, to uh, to help others uh, certainly would be a, a great thing, um, a great uh, memorial, if you will. So, okay, uh, Kaylee, how about you? What are you working on? Um, I guess oh, cool. similar, like doing different kind of podcasting appearances mm -hmm. and stuff, and um getting asked to do kind of speaking events. Um, now that my book is out and it's been out for a little bit, um, people are reaching out to say, hey, can you come, you know, chat with our group about these topics of like women and finances and empowering women with finances. So I have a lot of that on the go upcoming um, over the few next few months, which is really exciting. Um, I love yeah the actual like teaching element because you write the book and you you know you can hope people are reading it and enjoying it but when you're when you're doing those sessions you get some actual real-time feedback and people asking questions and you can be yeah it's mm -hmm. more dynamic and more um that you can address some specific i think you know burning money questions that people have and whatnot so i really love that like i love the the element of teaching these topics to people and that's why i wrote the book um, but getting to do it real time on these sessions is fabulous. So I'm having a lot of fun with that. I'm really glad that people are, you know, being cognizant of this and, and really wanting to bring this in, like it's companies wanting to bring this into their organizations and women's groups and things like that. So they're seeing the need that, Hey, we need to talk more about money and, you know, have these conversations and, and financial literacy is really important and everyone's impacted when it comes to their money and finances. So let's take <laughs> steps and take action. So I, I love it. Great. Like it feels great. like that's happening. Um, yeah, and that's all I want to have. About, like that's uh, about live, goal. That's, uh, live that brings me a lot of joy. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, whether it's in front of teaching in front of a class, which I, I've done or, uh, um, or being on stage in front of an audience, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> which I've done that too, uh, but that that can be uh, can be a little nerve wracking. Uh, uh, ha have you done any uh, any speaking engagements yeah. yet, or uh, or are those still in the future? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I've done a lot. Um, okay. Maybe not to like massive groups, nice. but I have done a lot. I used to do them um, like monthly at my office in the boardroom, and I'd get probably okay. forty women plus in those events. Um, yeah. And I've done some bigger ones and I teach an investing <laughs> course as well, which I love. Um, cause again, it's just like, it's like a full day long. So amazing for them to come for that commitment of time. Um, 
but it's just, it's so interactive and it's so fun to like engage and talk and people leave it really ready to like, I'm going to take action. Cause that's the biggest piece as well is, you know, we can talk about the money stuff and learn it, but what, like where the results come is from taking action. So what can we do to get people to start taking these actions that they've maybe been too, you know, cool. scared or afraid or intimidated to do? Um, so it's, it's really <laughs> fun to do that. I love that side of what okay. I do or what I'm, no, that's, uh, that's what I'm, awesome. What I'm trying to teach or share the knowledge that I can give to others. You have a message and you you need to it's it's your calling to get that message out to the people yeah yeah and i think you have to remind yourself that like even when it resonates with one with one person, you're making an impact. Like I think we always, you know, when you're doing these things, you think you have to go like really big and be in those audiences with thousands of people. And um, I think we have to remind ourselves, like when it resonates with one person in one of these events or two people, that's huge, and that's impacting someone's life. That could have other elements like getting feedback from my book and, and emails and things like that from women that are just like. Um, I'm so glad I read your book and I'm taking some of these steps to start investing and being more cognizant of, you know, where my money goes or whatever it is. Um, it's amazing hearing that. And again, just knowing that like, well, one you may person, have an impact. So, I mean, usually it's more than one no, you're go going to reach, but even one person is say... an impact. <laughs> yeah, it's so powerful. Okay, you first. You first. Go ahead, Bill. I was, well, I was... <laughs> No. Okay. I was just going to say, <clears throat> if you can make a difference, change yeah. someone's life, that just one person, that you've only and impacted it's, one person, it's all worth the rather journey. that you've only impacted one person enough for them to want to email you, you know, about it. Um, you know, you, you could easily have influenced five or 10, but, uh, uh, but yeah, most of those people aren't mm -hmm. going to, aren't going to take the time to, uh, to say something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to remember that too with like reviews. I'm like, well, where's the reviews people? Like put the reviews up, <laughs> mm -hmm. but you're like, no, I'm getting positive feedback. Yeah. And I, I'm yeah, guilty of it too. I, I, I read amazing books after, and like, I don't do uh, reviews. So they'll, it's they'll like lesson learned. The I better start doing reviews. reviews. Will pile up and pile up. And then eventually I'll just, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to sit down and do a bunch of these. <laughs> Yeah, it makes such a difference. Like for for authors and creatives and you know small business, like this yeah. is something you can do that actually is really helpful. And it's you know usually these kind of entities have small marketing budgets, so this is how we can really help and support small businesses and um, authors and or, yeah, or local comments. talent. Like it, it does know, mean so much. So right hopefully, here. audience listening, remember <laughs> do your reviews if if something has Nobody had an impact comments. on you, especially. <laughs> well, that's not true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. It means a lot. No, it yeah, means so much. Sure. Yeah. It's um, nice to get the feedback. It does. It yeah. means so, uh, more so than what people else is realize. Going on with, uh, with people, what can we, uh, what can we talk about? Um, cause I think I've, I think I've beaten the world war three topic to death here on the, uh, on the show. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, although that's pretty sad, uh, but, uh, uh <laughs> No, I had a I had a couple of guests uh, on uh, a while back that uh, um, turned out they each had interest. They were different people, very different people, but uh, uh, but they each had interest in uh, in global politics, and uh, and we did. We ended up talking about the possibilities of World War Three. It was a really interesting conversation because it it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just you know people uh, watching the news going oh this is going to be you know this was people who were really interested in the in the subject. And uh, um, so they've done a lot of uh, a lot of research on it, but uh, um, but yeah, that's definitely uh, something that's been done to death. Uh. Well, there's certainly there's certainly <laughs> if you, when you're watching the news and that I kind of look at it, I go, yep, well, there's yep. a person yada, that could yada, use yada a little out. mentoring. There <laughs> hey, is a person that could use a little mentoring. <laughs> how is uh, how is the mentoring uh, going with the uh, um, yeah down? That's your that's okay. <laughs> that's my pause that you that, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like, I've got, I'm doing, I do uh, quite a bit of work with um, uh, entrepreneurs with young 
young entrepreneurs starting out with, you know, trying to take their vision and turning it into a reality. So I do quite a bit of work with that, I, okay. especially with uh, the Sir Richard Branson uh, program in the Caribbean. Nice. So I do some stuff with them and, and some stuff with the uh, U.S. military as, as well, uh, helping transition from service life to civilian life. So there's lots of there's lots of opportunities, but I don't think we have reached a stage yet where we totally, number one, understand, number two, um, endorse or put into practice, even in our own organizations, the, the gift of mentoring. And more and more people need, need to do that. And, you know, as time goes on and you start to do more and more of that, you start to make you take that baby leader, that baby manager, and turn them into somebody who is going to be a, an extremely yeah. meaningful contributor yeah. And, to uh, yeah, I know your organization uh, brand, and the people so, that you provide uh, so service to. A lot to. of guys uh, trans make try to make the transition from uh, from service to civilian, and uh, that's a tough one because uh, you get really used to uh, not having to pick out what to wear in the morning, um, <laughs> and. Uh, um, you know, among uh, among many much more important things, but uh, um, yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a big deal, and uh, um, you know, I, there's a lot of uh, a lot of good work do, being done to uh, to help uh, those who have been in service, and uh, um, you know, and uh, and for sure we need to uh, need to help those guys, but uh, and gals. Well, and, and a lot of us would be, <clears throat> excuse me, surprised or shocked at what, you know, what service people have yeah. gone through. Yeah. And um, yeah, family, uh, family care them, is, uh, is another important uh, field well. because uh, um, especially while they're in the service, because, you know, dad, can, dad or mom can be thousands of miles away for uh, for a, a long, uh, a long period of time at uh, at some points. And uh, um you know, I, I remember, uh, um, you know, during uh, during Desert Storm, Desert Shield, you know, my dad was was out of town and uh, and we had to go on uh, doing stuff without uh, without him. Um, thankfully, my mother was quite skilled in uh, in taking making sure things like bills were taken care of. Um, you know, but uh, uh, but yeah, it was uh, there was definitely an impact. Uh, especially with my uh, with my youngest brother and my little sister, because um, they were much younger uh, than we were at the time. Um, there's a ten year age gap there between uh, my sister and myself. Um, but uh, um, but yeah um, yeah interesting uh, interesting programs out there uh, that I hope people uh, you know avail themselves of and. Uh, um, you know, and all, but, uh, um, and Kaylee, what else, uh, what else are you working on? Or is it all about the book these days? It's all about, um, well, not just the book. I think just, um, yeah. just building financial like confidence and empowerment. I like what Doug said about like the young people in entrepreneurship. Like, I think that's a really interesting topic in place because it, it's interesting to think of like, yeah, career paths and what people are going to do and, and, and the the finance element of it, entrepreneurship, there's a lot of risk and, and fear in that side of things. So I think that's neat of the work you're doing there. Um, if anything, like entrepreneurs can really use that support and help because it can feel very lonely as an entrepreneur. And it's, that's, you know, not always ideal for some people. Like you want kind of a sounding board or someone to, um, yeah, bounce ideas yeah. off of it, things um, like that. Yeah, so I think, think that's amazing. Are really going toward toward that in much greater numbers sure. just because of um, you know a combination of uh, of not wanting to be beholden to some corporation and uh, um, you know just the fact that people uh, are, aren't aren't satisfied with their uh, with their jobs. Um, you know, you find uh, do you find that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think of like the, <laughs> yeah. well, I was going to say to the impact of like, like student loan debt in the United States and how massive that is. And so maybe that isn't a path for a lot of people. Like you start to do the math of the opportunity cost of how much some people are investing in education and how much they're going to be yeah. making in the working world, like in that field. And sometimes like it just doesn't financially make sense or it's going to take years and years and years or decades 
to pay it off with these careers and stuff. So I think entrepreneurship is really interesting and it's challenging the belief that you need to go to this, you know, standard like university institution and things like that. I think there's so many other ways that people are learning and a lot more (laughs) hands-on is happening. So yeah, I think of like my daughter and stuff, she's nine and she's like, I'm not going to university. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I would love her to, but it's just, Mm -hmm. it's interesting uh, to know that there is uh, other uh, very successful paths out there. Trade schools are making a comeback. Um, for people um, that don't, you know, uh, that uh, uh, people are uh, people are going to uh, into into various uh, physical trades and and uh, yeah. whatnot, which is a great thing because we need those uh, we need those people too. Um, out here in uh, southeastern Missouri, uh, it is almost impossible to get an appointment with uh, with a tradesperson like a like a plumber or an electrician or or a carpenter. Or, <laughs> we have holes in our roof. We need uh, we need a carpenter. <laughs> but yeah, um yeah, just apprenticeships too. Um, oh man. You know, that uh that's a that's a thing that's uh that's kind of gone to the wayside, but uh um uh, from uh from the Dickensian times and uh and whatnot. But uh um you know, uh yeah, we need to uh we need to get back to uh to that, I think. But uh um Okay. Uh yeah. <clears throat> the- I was just going to add that the one young lad that I'm working with, okay. uh, who is a U.S. military service person, has actually is going back to school. I've got convinced him to go back to school, which he's he he said, "Well, that's not my forte." And I said, "Well, let's let's figure out something that you know when you get up in the morning, throw both feet on the floor that." you're excited to go and, and do something, what would it be? And he said, well, I like Great. working on cars. So we've got him uh, in, he's going through and going to become an automotive technician. And and he's just to feel the energy that comes from him on a daily basis now when we have a conversation, it, it was the right move and the right move for him to, to go down. And you know, we talk about student loans and yeah. all of that. He's fortunate in that most of his stuff will be covered by uh, veteran affairs. Um, so all his tuition and everything will no. be looked after. So he's in a good place. That's amazing. And like what you said, that concept of like, oh, I was going to say just that concept <laughs> of like um, getting out of bed and getting excited. Like, I think everyone really needs to assess and reassess <laughs> yeah. that. And that's been on my mind a lot lately because. I deal with money and finances. And a lot of the times it's putting money away for this idea of retirement. And, and it's, it's almost like sometimes people are pushing off like this level of like happiness that they think they're going to have. And it's like, Oh, okay. When I'm, you know, retired, I'll be able to do this, this and that. And, and it's like, how can we live like a wealthy life now? Um, Because the reality is, you know, our time on this planet is limited. So if you can get out of bed every day and enjoy it, like I think this idea of wealthy living rather than thinking it's, you know, you're only going to achieve this happiness or this status when, and, and oftentimes it's linked to a financial goal of like when I'm retired and I have enough finances and I'm free and I can do what I want with my time. I think we need to find more ways to just make that happen now in our lives. Um, and not focus so much or not put all the focus on like, I would be happy when I, you know, achieve my retirement age and then I have my freedom. It's like, how can you be happy right now? And if it doesn't mean a big shift or pivot, then maybe that's what you need to do. Cause I think we need to like create, like, what is it you look forward to in retirement? I think a lot of people, it's like freedom, flexibility. Well, how can you do those things right now in your life instead of thinking like one day? (laughs) Um, That's my big sort of thought lately. Cause yeah, being in the finance field, I don't ever want people to think that like, almost like that. I remember uh, I I took Dave Ramsey's uh, course years and years ago. And uh, I remember uh, one of his things was uh, live like no one else now so you can live like no one else later. And, uh, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, give up the thought of having of having a wealthy life. You know, it's like you you don't get to go out to eat because you want to be able to go out to eat when you're retired. And, uh, And, uh, um, yeah, but, uh, um, but yeah, um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 
it's yeah. I mean it's, it's diligent to be putting some money away for future you and that's more of like you know planning for the unknown and all that but we need to be living because the reality I see is that people do pass away before their retirements and you see all this hard work they've put in and they don't even get to enjoy that or utilize it so I think we have to like yep. balance that out. We can't like live this life where you're like, nope, I'm going to, you know, sacrifice and do, you know, nothing fun, yeah. no vacations, and then I'll be okay. Um, that just sounds, I don't know. That's no fun. <laughs> it's like a sad book. <laughs> and is is it, because I, I think of my, my parents and I think of my, my father-in-law who hoarded all his money, his investments and everything and kind of, you know, tucked it. Yeah. in into the mattress and and all of that never got to enjoy the money at all no and you know certainly the 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 children benefited from that but it, you know um would you be more happier if if they uh you know if if they had gone on a few more trips and gone to visit some of the family you know and some of the things like that would that have meant more than you know, getting a, a a check from you know from the estate, you know, yeah. the, it just uh, I don't know. I I've made a point <laughs> of telling my kids that if you're looking for an inheritance, here it is, and I'm just going out to spend it now. Yeah, absolutely. I would believe that because that's your hard-earned money, and and you've worked for it. And and as if they're adult children, they can do the same. Like it's it should be enjoyed. I, I, you're right. I see that too. It's like people who have all these assets and amazing, and they worked hard. Um, but yeah, you should be able to enjoy it and have that balance and, and enjoy it now. And I think your family would rather have had those experiences with you because those are memories that like stay with us. And and yeah, you can go back on them and just. Yeah, I remember how fun it is. Like I have a, we were just in Disney, me and my daughter, and I love it. And I said to my mom, like, you got to come to Disney with us. And she's just like, no, no, I don't love traveling. Da, da, da. And I'm like, no, you're coming. And we booked a trip for March and I'm taking her for her birthday. And I'm so excited. Like, that's always been a goal of mine to be able to take my, like, do these things for my mom too and give back. And um, I'm so excited. And, and it's like, well, yes. And you know, it costs money and it's not cheap necessarily, but to me, that's yeah. like a good use of money that aligns with my values of experiences and adventure and getting to spend time with the people I love. And, and, and we actually put a price yeah. on memory, on, on, on a memory like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't you know, think so. Cause I remember nice. for Deborah's 50th birthday, her sister and brother-in-law surprised her and took her to Disney. And like, it was like turning a little kid loose in this great big park and she did all the rides and, you know, she dragged her sister and brother-in-law along to all these different rides and stuff that I did not have the the stomach to, to go on. And, you know, but, but yeah. there is a memory and, yeah. you know, it's, you're going to have fun. You'll have a lot of fun. Yeah, it's so fun. I'm like they call it they call it the happiest place on earth for a reason, mom. You gotta experience it. Yeah. But yeah, just that concept of for everyone listening like that. What can you do where it's like where you can get out of the bed, get out of bed, and feel excited? Because I do. I'm always like excited for, or like I'm not dreading it. Like I don't wake up and go like, oh, I gotta do this and this again. So I think everyone needs that, like that that in their lives like if any everyone can kind of think you know what what would that take for me and it's sometimes just like you know following a, a passion that they were maybe too scared to do or something like that yeah purpose you know i think if more of us were able to identify what our our calling our purpose is that would certainly help us in you know getting both feet on the floor and, and start going because then then you can sort of, you get excited and energized about things that, you know, today I'm going to accomplish this and this is going to take me this much further, you know, towards my passion or towards my calling and that. And, um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think it is though, like for people like looking for trying to find their purpose? Like to me, that's a big question mark too. Like, what is it, what does it take? What do people need to do if they are struggling and can't really, if it doesn't, feel to them like they know or they found it yet so 
I would be asking questions. And one of the questions I would be asking is, what is it that you can, you cannot do without? And, you know, so you'll get all sorts of varying different answers and stuff like that from that. But how I, I try to get people when we start talking calling and purpose is, you know, if, if you were given the opportunity to change one person's life, what would that look like? And then how could you change your life and what would that look like? And what's, in, what's, what's important to you in, in, in helping tomorrow be a better day than today was? And a large part of that is too is I've been speaking to people that I'm mentoring lately and and we talk about reflection and reflection is the aspect of what went well, what didn't go well, and what will I do different next time? And I think we need to we need to capture as much of that as we can and use that in in creating or or putting into practice our calling so that we can move forward and make a difference in our own lives but also in the lives of others yeah absolutely um yeah, yeah I, had I think to, those are like really I good to deep do, questions uh, for do people that to think myself about. uh this last uh this last year because uh, i'd been working on this ai project and and i really wasn't into it and uh, uh you know and it's like we had all these problems and and everything and even though we finally got up and running i'm like that's not my thing. That's not what's exciting me to get out of bed in the morning. And, and so, uh, so I had to let the fear go of, uh, of striking out, uh, completely on my own, uh, for it. And, uh, um, you know, and so now I'm writing the book and, uh, and, uh, getting ready to, uh, to start a, a leadership mastermind. And, uh, so, uh, hopefully, uh, Hopefully that'll go, uh, that'll go well, but, uh, um, but how do you get over, how do you get over the fear of, uh, um, of doing something that, uh, that excites you? Um, you know, fear of success, fear of failure, all of, uh, all of those, uh, great things, uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, how do you get, uh, how do you get over that? That's a good question. I don't know. I think for me, like what Doug said, like when you find the thing you really want to do, it's almost like you just go for it even when, you know, you don't. Like for me, when I was started my financial advice business, I was I had I was a single mom. My daughter was like one year old. Um I was a woman in an industry that's very male dominated and all the, you know, sort of statistics point to like you will fail, you're not gonna make it. And I did, and you know, my business is like doing very well, you know, and here I am today and it's, I love what I do. Um, but I think I went in it like telling myself like failures in an option, like this is what I'm going to do. And, and I, I was like, I have to, like, it has to succeed because I'm, you know, having to, I have to put a roof over my head, my, like me and my daughter's heads. And, you know, this is something that I have to do. So I think it was like, it's almost like the the finding what you want to do it like overpowers the insecurities and the fears so that's almost like a stronger force because i even think on talks like this and like you were saying going you know having talks and, and teaching courses i'm like a major introvert and growing up all like if people were to describe me it's like she's quiet she's shy and so i'm still though doing these speaking things that aren't really you know by nature what necessarily feels good like there is a lot of fear um and anxiety in doing those events but i think it's like my passion for like the subject and the topic and what i can share is like stronger than that so it overpowers it so i think it's like doing some of the questions and work that doug mentioned um if you can do those for yourself and start taking that path towards it, it's almost like that's like a stronger driving force than the fear and it like overpowers the fear. Yeah. And, and I think we need to not focus so much on the failure part, but see that as an opportunity. Yeah. Like, and it's just part of the process. I would tell myself, hey, it's just part of the process. Like, I'd get rejected nonstop. And I'm like, 
that's okay. That's supposed to happen. And when you tell yourself that's supposed to happen, it's almost like, oh, okay. Like then you get through it, but it's like fear. It's like, we're scared of the fear itself. But when we just feel it and just go, yeah, of course that's going to happen. It, it almost gets you through it a little bit faster and, and just going like, yeah, that's part of the process. For sure. There's going to be fear. For sure. There's going to be failure. Like there's a hundred percent chance you're going to have some sort of failure along the way. Um, but just knowing that that's part of the process, I think kind of helps get you through it. Knowing like, okay, this is to be expected. My favorite saying is failure or the word fail is first attempt in learning. Yeah. So a good one. Yeah. You know, if I stumble and fall, I'm going to pick myself up and learn something from that. It's an opportunity that, you know, is presenting itself perhaps in a, in a different fashion than what I would like. But as long as I take that step back and, and learn from it, use it as a learning opportunity, then, you know, it, it failure is really nothing to be concerned about. No. Like it's, and, and everyone has like all the big success stories and it's unfortunate, you know, we only get to hear sort of the end product of, you know, they're the billionaires, the millionaires and their companies are massive, but we don't get to hear the messy, icky stuff of when it all, you know, started out and how many times they failed and had to change course and um, how scary it can be sometimes. So I think, you know, we have to also know that in our world of like social media and whatnot, we're kind of getting all the good stuff. We're getting like the filtered pictures and images and stories, and we're not getting like the, the icky, you know, parts that got you there, unfortunately. But, you know, it's that people like the very filtered versions, the end product more, I guess. Yeah, I always liked uh, the, uh, um, the 20 year overnight success. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I, I know, uh, I know a few music musicians and it's like, yeah, it took me 20 years to have a success. And, uh, um, yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it takes time and work and effort and, and perseverance to, uh, to yeah. keep going. I don't think and no one's patient enough anymore. Like our whole society, there's no patience any, anymore for anything. We want everything now, right? We ordered right. the Amazon package and we're like, that better be out later today, not even tomorrow. <laughs> I want it today. That's my daughter. She's nine. And it's like, she wants things now, now, now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I think of myself as a kid and you know how I was like, when I was a kid and I wanted something, I had to save up for it. I saved up for things for like a year sometimes, one mm. whole year. And I'm like, you just don't even comprehend what that would be like. So I think we have to remind ourselves, like look yeah. at the actual timeline if, if it takes that and go, oh, okay, I've only been doing this or doing these things for, you know, a few, several weeks or months. And, and that's nothing on the whole spectrum of things. Like you said, like it takes hours and, and years to perfect things sometimes. Yeah, the, the 30 seconds in the microwave just takes way too long. Too long. <laughs> <laughs> but it tastes good. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. I love the microwave, yeah. I'm very impatient because the microwave is my go-to. Yeah. Uh, watch, to, watch pot never boils. So, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and all the uh, all the other uh, old fashioned uh, sayings of uh, of being patient. Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think it, I think it comes down to the perseverance. You know, if uh, um, you know you don't get it right away, you don't give up. And uh, um, if it's still exciting enough to get you out of bed in the morning, then uh, then it's definitely worth uh, worth getting out of bed tomorrow morning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If it's still exciting you and lighting you up and you're just like feel frustrated, not figuring it out. It's like, I think that's still an indication that you have this like burning desire. There's something there. So it's like, keep going. Cause maybe you find some sort of creative pivot and way to still do whatever that thing is. Yeah. Yeah. The, the pivot is, uh, is an important option. I think, uh, that people don't take enough of, uh, of a, an opportunity to, to explore, um, you know, uh, um, 
you know, I've pivoted uh, the podcast several times to uh, to make it work, and uh, and now I think I finally found the formula, and now uh, now it's time to actually do uh, uh, publicity and uh, <laughs> and promotion and get uh, get it moving. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I yeah. Mean, especially just, in like me... creative endeavors, they're interesting. Like writing a book that mm-hmm. that's interesting, and Doug, uh, yeah, you've probably know a lot about it too but writing a book is a really interesting journey because you think it's just the writing which is like a massive you know like endeavor to get through but then afterwards you have to do all this work of like marketing and putting it out there and it's so vulnerable and it feels weird and <laughs> i don't know it's it's not like i ever would have thought it would be but it's been a really interesting experience yeah um and yeah, you you definitely have to like so many people when I say like I wrote this book or my books come out, so many people say I've always wanted to write a book or I have this idea. <laughs> it's like everyone's response and I'm like, "Well, then just do it." Like if yeah. you have the idea. And yeah, like we said, like it could take you years. Just do it in the background of what you're doing every day. Write a little bit on the weekends or whenever you find time. Like there's no time frame if it's just something you're like, "I've always wanted to do it." Well, get it done within 10 years. It doesn't matter. No one's like standing there waiting on a deadline for you. So if it's something you always wanted to do, though, I'm like, then you should do it. Of course you should. And there's no like right way or wrong way. You kind of figure it out and and anyone can do it. it. It's just like different iterations and edits and things like that. That's the really neat part I thought about writing. I thought at first you have to be like genetically, you know, a good skilled writer and and certain people are and they aren't but i think you know if you have the passion and you have the idea it's just a matter of keeping like different vert like changing it in different versions and like my book the first like the outline and what it started as is not what it became at all so um it changes a lot in the process too so that too is a really interesting thing that i think people can kind of I don't know, learn from the creatives. I feel like there's a lot of different lessons there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of them for sure. Um, and, uh, you kind of, uh, you kind of touched on it there, um, is in our society, people tend to praise more highly the naturally talented than those who have to work at it, but they still get to the same place. You know, it's it's especially true in sports. I mean, uh, you know, somebody who's uh, who's really tall and has big hands, uh, you know, might be naturally good at basketball, but somebody who's yeah. a little shorter and has slightly smaller hands might have to work at it. But they're still going to get to the same place, you know, of yeah. of, of excellence. Um, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Kobe Bryant uh, showed up to practice early and stayed late. Um, he had a he had a thing he called the practice before the practice, and uh, yeah. um, you know so uh, uh, so yeah it's like uh, just because you don't think you're naturally talented at something shouldn't mean that uh, that you shouldn't go after it you know just because it's work no. I mean it's still worthwhile. Absolutely, yeah. Like the writing process didn't come natural to me at all. Yeah. And, but I wanted to write a book about money for women. So I'm like, okay, it doesn't feel comfortable. It's not natural, but this is the end thing I want to do. So I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to keep doing it and keep writing. And somehow it's going to come together and be something. And it does. If you just keep going, like little steps make progress. It's this compounding that we can't understand. Like even in the world of money, when you tell people, like, if you keep saving this much a month, it doesn't feel like a big difference, but you're investing, it's growing. And then all of a sudden you have this big pile of money. So same thing with your like efforts and what you're doing on the day-to-day basis. And yeah, it's amazing what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. When you, uh, when you work at it. Well, and, and go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was I was just going to say that, you know, even if it's as simple as just throwing words on a on a piece of paper and, and keep doing that every, you know, I started to pack a little black book around and anytime something would pop into my head, I'd write it on one of the pages. And, and as long as I did that, I wouldn't, number one, I wouldn't lose sight of that idea. And number two, it, it gave me, it gave me the I guess the courage to continue on with the, the writing journey and the fact that 
well, this isn't bad. I think I can do this. Maybe I wonder what I should do differently. Ah, maybe I should budget so much time a day to do some writing. And and then that's what I started to do. And and then, you, you know, it, it everything just started started to unfold from there. Yeah. Yeah. I do it on my phone, like the notes section, if I have an idea. Because you never know when it's going to come to you, right? So you got to be like ready. If you're at the grocery store and you're like, oh, this is an idea. And you you're, pause, yeah. write it down. But yeah, for the writing process, I would show up to my computer and have not a clue. Like I'm like, I have nothing, no ideas to write today. But I would still sit there. And I'm like, even if I get a sentence done, that's progress. So always something happened, more than a sentence too. So it, it's amazing how it works when you just show up. Yeah. Yeah. And are willing, um, you know, to, uh, to do the work. Cause yeah. Um, you never know what's going to, uh, to happen. And, you know, if you, if you start writing your book now, then it'll be, you'll be writing more than you would have if you hadn't started writing, you know, it, it wouldn't exist at, yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're so many steps. If you like have a word written down, you're many steps ahead of the yeah. people that are just like, I've always wanted to write mm -hmm. a book. You're like, well, I got a few words yeah. right now. I started and that's writing one my book. Step ahead of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, uh, yeah, I had. Uh, I mean, I've interviewed a lot of a uh, lot of authors on this show, and and uh, um, I never, I, I didn't say, oh, I've always wanted to write a book because. I, I really didn't. Um, <laughs> although I, I did do some creative writing uh, when I was a kid uh, that was uh, that was all right. Uh, but uh, um, but yeah, and then uh, but people kept saying you need to write a book. You've you know you've obviously got a book in you, and uh, so uh, yeah. Um, you know so yeah you you've got something inside you that needs to get out and be shared with the world. Um, you know, maybe it's not a, maybe it's not the great American novel. Maybe it's just a, a, a picture of your story. You know, um, some people uh, I've interviewed, some people I've had on the show, uh, um, they've uh, written a book specifically for a specific person, you know, usually, uh, usually a child, um, you know, and, and it's like, yeah, I wrote it for them. And so I went ahead and published it in case other people wanted to, but I'm satisfied that my child's going to read it. Um, one uh, one yeah. gentleman that uh, had on not too long ago, uh, um, he uh, he actually has his child's his son's copy of his book. He's already uh, he's already done an imprint and uh, and and written something specific to him, but he put it in a box and sealed it up and and put it away. So uh, um, you know, when his son's old enough to appreciate it, then uh, then he'll uh, he'll get it and uh, get it. Um, yeah. So, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But you're moving. <laughs> you moved, Kaylee. That's okay. I, I have to keep moving too. Um, as comfortable as my seat is, a <laughs> uh, certain part gets sore if I stay still too long. <laughs> yeah. I'm always fidgeting. Um, but yeah. Um, no, that's, uh, that's so true. I mean, whatever it is you have that's in you, um, you know, and or if it's something that somebody else has in in, in front of you, this is something uh, I've I've run into recently. Um, I do uh, I do normally. Uh, he's got our, my dad's got RSV right now, but normally I do two podcasts a week with my father, and uh, um, and oh. yeah, and not too long ago, um, yes, it's called YWL Online, and you should check it out. Um, let's see, uh, but. Uh, um, but uh, when I got to southeastern Missouri, because that's where they live too, uh, my parents, that is, um, the, a conver the conversation kind of swung around to acting. And years ago, I thought I was going to be a professional actor. And, uh, and my dad said for the first time ever, yeah, I really wish you had a continued uh, pursuing that. And I'm all like, you know, why didn't you say that to me before? You know, when, when I was actually doing it, when it was actually something that could be in the cards, um, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, although I appreciated him saying it in the first place, but at all, but, uh, uh, but yeah, it's like, uh, um, you know, be a, be a source of encouragement for other people, um, too. Um, you know, did, did anybody encourage you guys to, uh, to pursue? Um, I know, Doug, you, uh, you encourage people to pursue. 
um, you know, whatever their uh, their dreams are. Uh, but did anybody uh, did anybody encourage you to uh, to pursue your dreams? I don't know if writing a book was a dream or not, <laughs> but I did have. I did for both books. I I was encouraged to uh, so a gift of mentoring and you are not alone. Uh, for both of those, there was that gentle push in in a forward direction to say you know you need to get your message out there and you can do that through writing a book, which I kind of find humorous because the people that suggest that don't know much about writing a book and so they think that it's just wave the magic wand and yep. it'll happen. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of, if as you, as you, do, as you yeah. do know, there's a lot of editing. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Just when you think you're done. Yeah. You're definitely not done. <laughs> no. yeah. You reached the end. You wrote the end at the end of the book. <laughs> that must mean something. Elfine. <laughs> but uh nope nope <laughs> no maybe at the end of my book uh i'll write the end once for every time it goes through editing uh <laughs> yeah but i i thought based on my first experience that oh this isn't going to be too bad so i designed the book or i had the book cover designed and it may end up changing yep and I'm going like, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, jumping ahead. I, I liked learning that, though, about the writing process. I was reading, I remember while I was writing my book, and yeah, it feels like for me it was hard to realize that like the first version is not necessarily the, it's not the end for sure. You got lots more to do. But I remember the time I was reading a fiction book and I was reading the acknowledgments and she said something like, this was my, you know, 13th version of the book and da da da. Thanks for everyone for sticking with me. And I'm like, wow, okay. So that is normal. Like when you get to see and hear that, um, that's really nice because you've, you, you're just doing it and you're thinking, oh, you're supposed to produce this, you know, well polished end result. And that's not the case. So it's normal that there's lots of versions and amazing books come out of that. So I think that was really nice for me to hear on my journey. It helped kind of push me ahead and go, oh, okay, you know, keep going, keep persevering because yeah. it's not going to be the first version. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why it's called the first draft. <laughs> yeah. 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 We've, we've gone uh, amazingly about an hour. Um, and, uh, that's, uh, that's usually pretty good. Um, but, uh, um, you know, always leave them wanting more. And, uh, so, uh, um, so I, I think I'll call it, um, but, uh, but before we, uh, do go, do you, uh, do either of you have, uh, final words for the nice people? What are my final words? I just, yeah, I think, yeah, spend time focusing on your passions and what lights you up. Like, I think that's a big part of the messaging of our chat here today is like, if you can find that or do something that does, that's, that's fabulous. I love hearing that. So that would be my one little tidbit. Okay. And what's the name of your yeah, book? And for oh, yeah. me, it would be. No, sorry, no, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Finish your thought. I, I was just, I was, yeah, because at my age, it, they they they're gone. <laughs> so um, it, it would be number one. Thank you for listening to to the show, and and, and more importantly is the fact that every day from this day forward, when you get up in the morning, put both feet on the floor and move forward towards the light that shines, which is your passion, your calling, and head towards that light. I love that. Yeah. I love that, yeah, Doug. That yeah. is good. That's great. Um, and then, uh, Kaylee, the name of your book. It's called Make Money Your Thing. Okay. And uh, I'll have the link uh, to it uh, uh, in the uh, description so people can go out and get their copies. And uh, um, and then uh, and then hire you to come and do a speaking engagement. <laughs> and Doug, uh, I'll be scared, but I'll do it. <laughs> and then Doug, uh, what about yours? 
Yeah, it's uh, You Are Not Alone, and it's available on Amazon.com and Amazon.ca, and please uh, pick up your copy. Okay. So uh, I'd like to thank you both, uh, Doug Lawrence and Kaylee Boisvert. Um I love saying that now. Uh, that, that, that definitely has a, a certain thing. Uh, <laughs> and I'd uh, like to thank you both for being on the show. And you, the viewers and listeners, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in and uh, putting, up with, uh, putting up with me. Um, and uh, so uh, remember to be safe out there. Uh, wash your hands and stay tuned for the ending credits. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been a presentation of Bald Spots Productions. I'd like to thank our producer, my beloved mother, Eileen Hatch. I, of course, am your humble host. I'd also like to thank my special guests, Kaylee Boisvert, a financial literacy advocate and author of two books about money. And Doug Lawrence, a certified international mentor who is focused on mentoring as part of the support structure for mental health and grief. Support the show if you feel so led over on Patreon.com. We're known as Bald Spots Pro. Don't you dare miss YWL Online. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and wherever fine podcasts are offered. Be sure to tune in next time when my special guests will be Kleber Binaun, who has written a guidebook for those seeking a great partner, and Alyssa Abraham, who is CEO of Faith and Sparkles World and is an empowered leadership coach. Be sure to like, comment, and share. You know, subscribe, follow, whatever it is you've got to do to kick that algorithm into gear and help us reach more people. If you or someone you know needs support now, call or text 988 or chat 988lifeline.org. That is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline here in the United States.